I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and deep dive into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality, learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships, because Everything starts with you. Hello, and welcome to the Brand Therapist Podcast. I am your host, Jimoka Rodriguez, and I'm really, really excited about our guest today, Maria Flowers. She is a pretty incredible person. But before we get into the questions, I'm going to read Maria's bio. So Maria has worked in healthcare industry for over 20 years in various roles across the care continuum. Maria uses her passion for promoting safe and equitable health cares to speak, train, and write on social determinants of health and health disparities. Maria is currently a doctoral candidate, which is very close to getting her doctorate. I'm very excited for her from the University of Southern California, Rosier School of Education, Organizational Change and Leadership Program. She's studying frameworks to help healthcare organizations promote equitable and safe healthcare delivery. Maria is the founding and principal consultant at Maria D. Flowers and Associates and healthcare consulting firm. She has presented to national and international audiences on impact of racism on patient safety, social determinants of health, and disparity health outcomes. Maria is also executive director of Safer Healthcare for All, a nonprofit patient advocacy organization promoting safe and equitable care delivery for underserved patient populations. Maria is an advocate for advancement of African-Americans. She speaks and trains about the impact of racism on health. She is also a regular contributing writer of Cheryl Magazine and serves in various community and civic organizations. She resides in Williamson County, Tennessee with her husband and son. Welcome, 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 Maria. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So before we get started with our questions, what I wanted to do is tell me what you do in your business. How do you take care of your clients? Tell us a little bit more about what you do in the healthcare arena. Sure. So basically what I do is I serve for organizations, whether that's a hospital or a large, small or medium-sized healthcare organizations. I serve as a thought leader where I'm able to speak, I'm able to train and consult on matters related to health equity, as well as patient safety and risk. I love that. So this wouldn't be a brown therapist podcast if we didn't talk about childhood. So tell us a story about your childhood and how it connects to what you do today. Yeah, that's a pretty deep question. (laughs) I know, we're going to (laughs) get My childhood was very interesting. My parents divorced when I was young, and that was a pretty traumatic experience for me. When they were together, we were in a pretty affluent neighborhood in uh, Southern California. And then, you know, after they split up, we had to move to a not so affluent um, neighborhood. And so that was like a culture shock for me. And 
because of that and being an African-American woman, I have had a multitude of different experiences. I know how to navigate both realms, if you will. I understand and know how to operate in affluent areas and I know how to operate in not so affluent areas. And the way that influences what I do today is that I have a great understanding for people who have had either because of their race or gender or what have you, or because of circumstances in life, are underserved and don't have access to resources that they need. And I think those experiences have helped me just have more compassion and more grace for understanding that those who have access to the least need the most grace and need the most help. And sometimes they just need a little extra confidence and courage so that they can use their own voice to help them get to where they need to be. You know, I I love that you're working on this in particular because I've been studying the sustainable development goals from the United Nations and they talk about health and how it's so critical, especially for the disparity and racism and all those things that kind of go into everything. And really, I guess before taking this course, I really didn't understand what that meant. And it really gave me a different perspective of how to think about that. I guess sometimes because you are, or I feel like I'm healthy and my family's healthy and we have different issues, but I didn't look at it on a global level. And I think that there's so much that is needed and so many changes. And this is a really good time, right? We just went through COVID and everything that that's giving us, all the change. And this is the perfect time to start transforming some of those things. And you're going to be a leader in that. And I'm so excited for you and what you're taking on now with this new doctorate in in the arena of healthcare, which, which is really, really needed, especially around organizational change and things that we have to do differently. Because those are, it feels like they're like these establishments that are very difficult to change anything. And they're the ones that need the most change. So uh, you're taking on a, a huge challenge. And I commend you for that. And I love, you know, your experience, because you're right. Like, I think this disparity piece to understand the affluent and the opposite of that is incredible understanding. So you can really come at it from both sides, which is really important to, to look at everything from two different sides or three or four, you know, but it's really important to be able to see it from a different perspective. So let me ask you this. I got um, to test you personally, and we came up with your brand character. So I'm going to read the brand character, and then you're going to define the words for me. So if you don't know, Maria's an explorer. An explorer sees an open road in front of them. Look at that. And is attracted to experiences that make them feel independent and free. The motivation is adventure. The need is to constantly seek. The fear is being repetitive. And the behaviors are seeks out new things, seeks cultural enrichment, and strives for continual self-improvement. So tell me, Maria, what is inquisitive to you? Well, 
I don't know. I think that's kind of the essence of me. I guess I'm always <laughs> asking questions. I'm always asking why, you know, I was that child that <laughs> was always with my mom, like, well, why do we have to do this? Or why do I have to do that? You know? And I do that now. I do that. And I've done that in my career. I've done that in, in the work that I do now. That's actually one of the uh, frameworks, if you will, of inpatient safety um, in getting to what's called the root cause of an issue is asking the five whys. Why did this happen? Why, you know, drilling down to, okay, now this is the root cause. And so when I see an issue, I don't want to approach it from a, a symptomatic. I don't want to take a symptomatic approach. I don't want to deal with the symptoms of it. I want to deal with the root. Let's, let's root it out. Um, so a lot of times I may be accused of what's called boiling the ocean, but if the ocean needs to be boiled, let's boil it. And I love that because kind of what I do too is we need to get to the foundation of things to be able to grow something that's going to be up for a long time, right? And I think if you don't take this approach, what happens is that it crumbles so easily. And so all this work that you've done kind of just goes away. So it's important to dig deep, although people get very uncomfortable when you're digging too deep because it hurts, right? It's like, oh, you, you found the wound. Can I heal it? So I love that you said that. And the next word, self-reliant. What is that for you? Well, I mean, you know, the obvious definition, right, is trusting and relying on yourself. I think sometimes in some spaces, it can be a negative connotation because it kind of makes it seem as though you're not trusting of others. But I do think self-reliance is important because if you cannot trust in yourself, if you can't trust in, in you, your gut, your intuition, your leanings, your faith, whatever that is that guides you, it will be difficult to trust other people. And we need others. As we talk about, you know, fundamentals and foundation, I think self-reliance is, is foundational to growth and to doing bigger and greater things in your life. Yep, so true. Spontaneous. It's funny because I don't really think of myself as spontaneous. Like I've got to know a lot of information. It goes back to that inquisitive piece of it. I've got to ask a lot of questions. And so I do a lot of research before I make a decision. But there is strength in being able to make a decision on, a, on the fly because there are situations where you'll need to do that. That goes back to the self-reliance piece of being able to trust in yourself, to know your gut feeling, your intuition, to be able to know if, okay, if this spontaneity that I'm about to get into at this moment is the right thing to do and to go with the flow. Exactly. How about adventurous? I, mean, I kind of look at spontaneity and adventurous kind of synonymously, but adventurous to me just shows a willingness and a desire to want to do something different, to want to see something different. I remember growing up when we moved from the not so affluent side of town to another, there were people that I went to school with and met in that time that we were there that hadn't really left like a one mile radius around the All they knew was that neighborhood, that local corner store, you know, the grocery store, that was all that they knew. They hadn't gone past a certain street 
in a big city as Los Angeles. And I just thought that was so weird and interesting to that no one would do that. And that some people are so used to things being a certain way that they're afraid of adventure because it's unknown. They don't know what's out there. So for me, adventure is just going out into that unknown may be very common for someone else, but for you, it could be a great adventure. And that's how you grow. That's how you learn more. And that's how you grow. Exactly. And the last one, independent. That's another thing that I believe is foundational. Independence is very, very important. As a Black woman, I believe that's something that we always lean on and stand on. Not that we are independent of any other person, but as a woman, you know, especially if you're a mother, or you have a partner, a lot of you is, is always given out to your child. I mean, you carry a baby in your body and then you're with your spouse. And so there's parts of you that you feel aren't yours. And so for me, independence, especially as a Black woman, it's just having those things that are just uniquely me, that are my own, that may not make sense to other people, but are just mine. Not just that I'm able to take care of myself or that I trust myself and I'm able to do all of these things on my own, but it's just having those unique things about me where I don't have to uh, fit into a crowd. I don't have to do this with my spouse. I don't have to do this as a mom. I can just be Maria. Exactly. I love that. So let me ask you this. If you think about the brand Maria D. Flowers and Associates, what is that brand all about? What are you about? It's a good question. So when I think of Maria D. Flowers and Associates, and then when I think of Maria D. Flowers, those are two very separate things. So in business, the core of what I do, although what I'm doing is speaking and training and writing and consulting for organizations, which is most of the time in a buttoned up, you know, professional area and giving, you know, frameworks and guidance and these 12 steps of this to get to these KPIs and all of that. That's the work that's being done. But at the essence of it, I think it's one, being able to use my voice and two, communicating to those organizations and hopefully helping them understand to create a space of humanity for other people that may not be able to use their voice. So at the essence of Maria D. Flowers and Maria D. Flowers and Associates, it's a the power of voice. It's uh, being able to communicate in both realms as Maria and to be able to communicate, you know, as the brand of Maria D. Flowers and Associates. But in one sense, it's a empowerment of me using my own personal voice. And then the other sense is hoping that it is helping create a space for others to be able to use their voice as well. We thank our sponsor, BespokeBranding.io. Tailored branding to reach your ideal client. Gain a deeper level of understanding to empower your brand and purpose and rule the market. We know what it's like to journey from a place of feeling overwhelmed and undervalued to being powerful, understood, and authentic. Your brand identity allows you to live 
your purpose. The Brand Therapist has 20 years of branding and design experience, has transformed billion dollar brands, and has eight plus years of guiding women entrepreneurs to realize their potential. I invite you to take the brand quiz and you can find it at www.bespokebranding.io. So tell me, I always ask people, what is their fame story? What is a certain moment in time where you felt that you have a story to tell around fame? Now, I want to make sure that we all understand what I mean by fame. I don't mean like, you know, celebrity fame or musician or artists or anything like that. I mean, more like you as an individual, what legacy you want to leave behind. So what is that story around fame that you have for yourself? I think it's still unfolding, to be honest. The legacy that I want to leave for my son, for other Black women in this world, is that it goes back to that voice, is that they matter. I have gone through different circumstances in in my life. You know, they have that saying, I don't look like what I've been through. (laughs) I do not look like what I've been through. I've been through some pretty interesting things in my life. I've been through homelessness. Um, I've struggled with mental health issues, depression and anxiety for many years. I've had a suicide attempt years ago. And all of that to say, I've still been able to overcome that. I'm still able to stand strong in that. And still what I really hope that I lend to other people is my willingness to still remain vulnerable. It's very hard, especially, you know, in certain cultures and as a professional woman to be yourself because who you are may not be welcomed or the fullness of who you are. Some people may not be ready to handle that. And when you go through things in life, you tend to shrink. And I've done that to fit into spaces. I've done that before. But I, what I hope to leave to my son and I hope to share with other women is that you do not have to shrink. You do not have to be anything other than who you are. No matter how unique that is, no matter how awkward it is, no matter how whatever your thing is, whatever it is, be you. And there's a space and an avenue for you. So I hope that in the work that I do, when I attend these speaking engagements, when I come on things like this with you, Yamilka, that that's what people see. That although I've been through all of these things and I have a lot of reasons to hide a lot of things, I'm still willing to share those things with others and to be vulnerable and stand and be confident in who I am. Oh, well, I thank you so much for being so transparent and telling us this because you're right. Sometimes we tend to be ashamed and feel guilt around these things and we won't speak out about them. And I think that sometimes hurts us and it hurts us not because somebody will find out or any of that, or somebody won't give us a job or not any of that. It's more like, It's about us being okay with ourselves, right? Being okay with things that happen to us because it doesn't define us, right? It makes us stronger. 
actually. It gives us a different perspective. It gives us a character of who we are and who we can actually be. So I really thank you for being vulnerable and letting us know those things because it really helps us see who you truly are at the essence of who you are, like be you, like you said, I love that. So if I asked you this, you know, a lot of us don't get to where we are without a mentor or a guide or somebody who kind of walks us through certain difficult times. Can you tell us a story about a certain mentor or guide that helped you get through some of these things? Well, I can't say that there's one singular person that helped me get to exactly where I am right now. There's been many people throughout the different phases and seasons of my life that have been angels <laughs> for me. Two people come to mind. One, um, you know, I shared that there was a time when I was without a place to stay. And there was a guy that worked at my job and he saw all the stuff in my car. And I was like, what is going on with you? What's happening? And I just broke down in tears. I told him everything. And he was like, okay. He said, I have an aunt. She's never at home. She doesn't have much. I'll see if you can stay with her. And I met this woman. Her name was Jewel. I did not stay in touch with her, unfortunately. I wish I had. This was before cell phones. She didn't have a phone in her home. She didn't even have hot water. But Jewel let me stay in her home. The first time I met her, handed me the only pair of keys that she had to her home and let me stay in her home until I was able to find a place of my own. And she, even when she would come home, she was not home much, but when she would come home, she let me sleep in her bedroom and she slept on the couch. And I will forever be in debt to Jewel for that kindness that she showed me. And then another time was way after that. I had just finished college. I moved to, I lived in Rome, Georgia for a brief minute. And the time when I lived in Rome, Georgia, it was still very segregated. <laughs> I'll say I had the most difficult time trying to find an apartment. I had a job. I didn't have any credit per se, because I was just starting out. And one of my coworkers, and this was a white lady, her name was Linda. And, you know, I was at work, like, I don't know where I'm going to, I don't know where I'm going to stay. Because at the time I was driving all the way from Atlanta to Rome, Georgia, which is that it's like, this a long drive. <laughs> and she was like, well, I'll co-sign for you. Again, this woman did not know me, not that well outside of work, you know, and she went down to the rental office with me and the lady at the desk. She told the lady, well, I, you know, I've been in Rome, Georgia all my life. I'll, you know, I'll sign for her to get an apartment. And the lady at the desk was like, I'm sorry, baby. This man just does not want to rent to you, meaning a single black woman. And Miss Linda cussed that woman out. <laughs> she went off on that lady. <laughs> and I just felt she was kind of like a, a surrogate mom to me while I was in Rome, Georgia. And I've always been grateful to Miss Linda for that. What a beautiful story. I love that. To these people that don't know us that well, but I think they have an underlying feeling of compassion mm -hmm. and understanding 
that, you know, they take it on as a, you know, like you're part of my family and, you know, they need to treat you right. I, I love that. So tell me three or two lessons learned that you've had over your lifetime. Mm. I will say, well, I, I'm a woman of strong faith and belief. And one thing that I will say is if it is for you, it is for you. If God has put it in your heart and on your heart and says, this is what you're going to have, even if it sounds very foreign to you, he will bring it to pass. I have a scripture. I was just looking at it right here. This is where God guides, he provides. And it is so true. Wherever he leads you, he will provide whatever it is you need financially, emotionally, mentally, spiritually in that moment. I'm a firm believer of that. And the second thing I would say is just to trust in myself and that intuition that you may have. There have been periods in my life where I have not been self-confident. I've second-guessed myself and I've, I've cut myself short. Um, And I've delayed some things in my life because of that. But had I trusted in me and been strong in in my faith during those times, I'd I'd probably be in a different space where I'm now. Wow, that's pretty incredible. So to that point, where do you see yourself in the next five, 10 years? Wow. I mean, right now the sky's the limit. There's so many things that I have going on. I'm about to complete my doctorate. I'm like within the next two to three weeks, I should be (laughs) turning in these last few chapters of this dissertation. So I'm like really excited about that. My graduation is is May 10th. So I'm super excited about that accomplishment. And then, you know, in my career, I am, and I have Maria D. Flowers and Associates Consulting. I do speaking engagements there and I have a lot of speaking engagements coming up. But I'm really most proud of what we're doing at Safer Healthcare for All, which is a nonprofit I started. And I started that because in health equity, I just believe that there's more that can be done on the nonprofit side. And again, in speaking about that voice, I wanted to create a space where we can train people how to be advocates for themselves and for their loved ones in the care setting, in the moment. So what we're doing at uh, Safer Healthcare for All is we having an inaugural conference where our first one is actually going to be in Southern California. The folks at Loveland Church in Fontana, California have welcomed us in and we're going to have some strong speakers there to help train people how to be advocates, what the tools and the resources they need to advocate for themselves if they're facing discrimination or any adverse situations or even just need help navigating the healthcare system how to do that, navigating the caregiving system. So I'm really, really, really excited about the things that are coming up the pike, if you will, with the nonprofit organization, Safer Healthcare for All, and also with the clients that I'm getting with uh, Maria D. Flowers and Associates. Oh, that's pretty incredible. I'm so happy for you. But tell us, if we want to reach out, we want to find you, where do you like to hang out? Sure. So most people find me on LinkedIn. That's where I'm at most of the time. Um, I'm not on Facebook or, or Instagram, not in a professional sense, but on LinkedIn, Maria D. Flowers and uh, by email info at mariadflowers.com and www.mariadflowers.com. So I can be reached um, at those locations if you 
need to book me for a speaking engagement or want to learn more about Safer Healthcare for All or any of the things that I do with any of the organizations I'm affiliated with. Well, thank you so much, Maria, for being on the show. I so appreciate you. You're doing some incredible things and can't wait to see what the future has for you in these next few years. And I also thank all the listeners for joining The Brand Therapist. And so thank you. Thank you, Maria. And can't wait to see what you'll be doing in the next few years. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you would like to connect on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding or BespokeBranding.io. And if you would like to do the brand character quiz, go to BespokeBranding.io and click on Brand Quiz. Or you can email me at Yamoka at Yamoka.com. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.